We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everyone. Before we get into the uh, Fantasy Football Report, allow me to introduce one of our sponsors, Axios. Uh, Following a team you love in 2019 can be very time-consuming. Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA, NFL, to cricket, ping pong, and everything in between. Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up, and it's free. Go to sports.axios.com. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free sports uh, curated sports content delivered directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios.com. Again, uh, sports.axios.com and type in free 99 at checkout. Welcome to the uh, Fantasy Football Report, a Rotoviz Radio news show. I'm Hassan Rahim. Unfortunately, Blair Andrews could not join me. But luckily, joining me today on the show is Mike Beers. Mike is one of the co-owners and is the vice president of NFL Data and Analytics here at Rotoviz. You can find him on Twitter, at Beerswater. Mike, thanks for joining me. How's it going? Hey, it's going well. Um, I'm excited to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, let's, so let's just dig in. Yeah, I mean, before we do that, I just want to sh- sh- shout out because like one of the things that uh, that you've done since since coming back to Rotoviz is this massive overhaul of the tool suite. I mean, I, I, like the NFL Stat Explorer is literally it saves me so much time. Uh, you know, do you mind just like sharing with some of our listeners what some of the updates are and what's what you've got coming down in the, uh, in the pipeline? Uh, yeah, so I I was just. Um... 
I was looking at this yesterday um, and talking to the rest of the apps team about it. And we have so many new tools and so many updates that we've made just this year. Uh, it's really kind of crazy. I mean, if you look at the NFL tools drop down on the main page, I mean, it starts out with the top four are the NFL Stat Explorer, which we should talk more about. It's my favorite thing in the world now. Um, NFL Weekly Stats, DFS Lineup Optimizer, NFL Pace App. Those are all completely new this year. Um, then we have um, GLSP has been um, updated. Um, the streaming app has been updated. Then the next two, Fantasy Points Summary and the FFPC Waiver Report, those are brand new. The entire best ball suite of tools is brand new. Um, the preseason tools, they've all been either completely redone or are new. Um, and we, we've we revamped um, the Dynasty tools as well, the Dynasty ADP and the uh, Box Score Scout. Um, so we, I mean, we've been doing a lot uh, since uh, since I joined this year, and it's been really cool. I mean, and what we're really going for, I think, is we want to make Rotoviz a place where you can find whatever you need to find, right? Um, you know, I have always loved Rotoviz. I wrote for Rotoviz a few years ago. Um, I, you know, the the tools have always been great. But, you know, there were things like, you know, there were certain things where I would go over to Pro Football Reference, right, to, to find some information or, um, you know, it, it wasn't a, the total package in terms of data for me. And we're trying to turn it into that. And I think we're doing a pretty good job. Um, so, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's uh, I'm approaching it myself as a I'm looking at it as a fantasy football player. OK, there's a piece of information or a certain way I would like to look at things. Uh, can I do it on Rotoviz? If I can't. OK, well, I'm in this position um, with the apps team, you know, as sort of the head of the NFL data. We're going to make it happen. Uh, you know, if, if I if as a fantasy football player, it's information I want to see, then we're going to we're going to be able to see it on Rotoviz. And we've been we've just been cranking on that. And it's uh, it's honestly it's been a lot of fun. Um and we've just added so much this year. Uh, the the Stat Explorer is really just my it, it's so great. I mean, it's it the it was an Excel um, download that you could get in the past from Rotoviz um, that uh, that Dave Cabin uh, designed and built. And I sort of took that uh, template and moved it into a web app um, and expanded on it and. Um, it's really uh, it's really been a great resource, uh, I think, for subscribers and, and just for myself. Uh, so, you know, we've been we've been working hard on these tools. Yeah, I, I mean, that's actually a, a tremendous summary. Uh, like like just the tools, like realistically, this this season, all I've done is use everything that's new. And my life is uh, a lot easier, like the NFL base app is uh is phenomenal because it gives you an idea on how to project games uh personally i do like uh the static explorer because you've got like pretty much where guys are getting targeted the expected points and actual points and the, the ffpc waiver report is uh something that uh, we use a, a fair amount actually uh, uh you know when we're looking at our, our ffpc fbg team that we quad own it's been uh, an absolute lifesaver and you know this is just a tip of the iceberg mike's right like if you're a player who's serious about this it's the easiest place to go in the world one-stop shop that's what we're going for and i'm really excited to have mike on because he's one of the sharpest minds in the ff industry and so mike uh chris carson he rushed uh, 27 times for 118 yards in the seahawks week five win over the rams he also added that uh, five-yard touchdown reception at the end uh you know 
the Seahawks have stuck by uh, by Carson as their lead running back despite his fumbling issues uh, early on in the season. You know, is it safe to say Carson is locked in as a three-down bell cow uh, in, in, for the foreseeable future? Do you see anything um, coming down the pike? Do you see, like, Rashad Benny earning anything uh, at, at all going forward? You know, I, it looks like, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sold Carson's the guy. You know, I, he wasn't a guy I was drafting in my own drafts, um, you know, before the season because I, I believe that Rashad Penny is good and, um, I, you know, I wasn't totally sold on the receiving work. But, um, you know, if you look at uh, just his receiving um, expected points, it's been pretty solid through uh, the first five weeks. He's not coming off the field. Penny's been hurt. I mean, and they're committed to running the ball. I mean, he is getting, you know, he's averaging um, 16 uh, expected points per game. And I don't think it's going away. I don't see why it would unless he gets hurt. Um, you know, so I'm, you know, sort of taking the L on on my own drafting and saying, you know, I missed out on Chris Carson in the fourth and fifth round when he was there. Um, and I think he's here to stay unless, uh, you know, unless some material injury happens either to their offensive line or to Carson himself. Um, he's He's been doing well, you know. Yeah. And I was just looking over at his actually at his like, NFL strength of schedule. I mean, they get, uh, you know, they. He's been doing well against teams who who the strength of schedule app actually has as strong, uh, you know, as against the running back. So that's actually interesting. Uh, I'm with you on Benny um, as well. Like I was fairly high on him. I was I was like, why would you take Chris Carson in the fourth when you can get Benny in the eighth? Ah, uh, that's a that's a bit of a mistake. Um, you know, so I so I mean, out of curiosity, uh, you know. Like with the, do you think that there's going to be anything coming down? Like, like outside of an injury, we've got nothing for Carson and Penny taking over. But like, you know, this Seattle defense seems to be kind of suspect. Do you think that, uh, you know, when they face against some more high-powered offenses, uh, should we expect Lockett and like, uh, you know, Metcalf to have uh, boom weeks down the line? Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I think Russell Wilson's playing extremely well. Um, I don't think. I, you know, I don't think Carson being involved in the game, very involved in the game plan necessarily precludes the wide receivers from doing well. I mean, they've already had some big weeks. And, you know, if you're looking at the schedule, you got, um, you know, Atlanta in a couple of weeks. Uh, Tampa Bay is basically a, a passing funnel. So, you know, that's one where uh, you might see Carson, uh, you know, struggle a little bit, but then those wide receivers could just go nuts. Um I think, uh, yeah, so I think there are definitely going to be spots where um, where those guys are, are going to pop. And we've already seen, I mean, Russell Wilson's just been great this year. I mean, you know, he had uh, a couple of slower games, um, but he's had, uh, I think, three big ones now. And, um, you know, I don't think there's any reason to worry about any of those guys. Um, it's looking like a pretty strong fantasy offense uh, sort of across the board. Yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, un- until today, we wouldn't have said the same for the Saints after, without Breeze. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater completed 26 of 34 passes for 314 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception in the 31-24 Week 5 win over the Bucks. Uh This was, you know, by far Bridgewater's best game of the season. Uh, he set a new personal best in passing yards, and he played incredibly well against, uh, you know, what we've come to think of as a, as a strong pass defense. Uh, you know, do you think, I mean, again, it's, it's difficult to expect Bridgewater to uh, sustain this base uh going forward but um you know what are your expectations for this offense until drew Brees returns um until he returns i i'm kind of expecting him to turn back into a pumpkin over the next couple of weeks i mean i i i think 
you know, I'm not sure what numbers you're looking at, but I, I'm, I don't think Tampa Bay is, uh, is something I would call a strong pass defense. Um, I actually uh, was looking at on the stat explorer, you know, their, their last five games, um, they're in passing yards. The only San Francisco, the first week, um, failed to be in the top five in passing yards. Um, and then they just, uh, uh, you know, like you said, Bridgewater torched them today, so that's going to be true again. Um, they, you know, they, and they've been very strong against the run, so it was just set up well for the passing game this week. Um, you know, I actually, you know, when we were thinking about, uh, you know, sort of DFS or sit starts, I would, uh, I know Michael Thomas was a really popular play. I, I wasn't like real excited about it because of Bridgewater. I think Bridgewater's holding the offense back. Um, and, you know, it worked out anyway because, uh, it, you know, I think I think because um, Tampa is just especially weak against the passing game and especially difficult to run on. Um, so, you know, next week they're up against Jacksonville. Then they've got Chicago the week after, um, you know, Arizona week eight. But Breeze is progressing really well, according to recent update. You know, he might even be back by then. So. I, I, he's not a player I'm going to rush out to, you know, add on the waiver wire or anything, um, uh, you know, after this big game. I think this is probably going to be his best game of the year. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm kind of optimistic that that Breeze does come back here against Arizona because uh, they seem to be pretty, I mean, uh, horrendous against, uh, or they, they seem to be pretty favorable uh, to two quarterbacks. The Jacksonville uh, number here in the NFL Zara Explorer, and, the, uh, you know, it seems to be kind of, Interesting. Um, that's actually interesting to see that Jacksonville isn't uh, this, you know, fearsome uh, shutdown aerial defense. And, uh, you know, so do, is there any hope? Uh, would you be firing up Michael Thomas uh, or next week out of curiosity? Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be worried about him. You know, I, I it's not a spot where I'd expect him to sort of blow up. But uh, both uh, I mean, the Panthers were able to move the ball against Jacksonville today, though that was mostly Christian McCaffrey. Um, and, you know, if, if Jalen Ramsey isn't, you know, playing or is, uh, not, um, you know, locked in, they're, they're a different defense, Jacksonville, I think. I mean, they, um, Denver was able to throw the ball on them last week. Uh, it's just not, it, it's not scary to me. And Thomas is so talented that I think he'll get enough volume and do enough with it that he, you don't have to worry about him. He's not a guy that I'm going to force into a DFS lineup next week against Jacksonville, but he's definitely a guy that I'm not going to worry about starting on my fantasy team. All right. Uh, before we get into no shit, shit no, uh, let me tell you a little bit uh, about Harry's razors. You know, humans have been shaving for thousands of years and the secret to a great shave, uh, it hasn't changed all that much. You don't need to overpay for razors that include flex balls and heated handles. Uh, that's why I personally shop with Harry's razors. They don't overcharge you to add gimmicky features and they focus on all that really matters, uh, sharp, durable blades and at a fair price. Um, you know, Harry's are, is a return to the essential because all you're paying is $2 a blade and best of all, it's super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on schedule with or without a subscription. There's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know. They'll give you a free refund. Uh, you know, I mean, personally, honestly, I, I love it because it gives me a close shave with an easy glide at a low price. And I'm not spending time in the drugstore waiting around for someone to open the, uh, the, the medicine cabinet and giving me a, a razor. Uh, you know, listeners of this show can redeem the Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash blue wire. 
you will get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, a travel blade to keep your razor dry, and, and it's easy to grab on the go. So all you got to do to get that is go to harrys.com slash bluewire and start shaving better today. Uh, now let's get into no shit, shit no. DJ Chark got 8 of 11 targets for 164 yards and two touchdowns in a week five loss to the Panthers. Um, yeah, so that is a, I think at this point, that's a no shit. Um, he's taken over here. Um, I don't think he's going to have huge games every week, but, um, he's consistently been there in expected points and, um, he's producing, uh, Minshew clearly likes him. Gavin Ridley caught five of nine targets for 88 yards and a touchdown in the Falcons week five loss to the Texans. So this was a no shit for this week. Um, I liked the entire passing game for the Falcons. I mean, I know Julio didn't exactly smash, but um, the it was a good matchup for Houston. And um, I believe in Ridley's talent. I think he's a good player. John Brown caught five passes for 75 yards in week five against the Titans. Uh, this is another no shit. I like this guy. Um, he is clearly their best receiver. Um, I think they're, they're going to keep feeding him. He's going to keep making plays. Chris Godwin caught seven of nine targets for 125 yards and two touchdowns in the Bucks' Week Five loss to the Saints. Uh, no shit. I mean, this was a this was another good matchup. Um, he's playing extremely well. Um, I'm bummed as someone who drafted a lot of Mike Evans, but um, Godwin is. I mean, yeah, he might be the the wide receiver one on that team. He certainly has produced like it. Yeah, that's actually I, I I'm kind of with you on that one because like when you're looking at that the the er, those early ADPs it was kind of like woof this is a you know with Jameis going so low and Godwin going so high and OJ Howard it's it's a bit frustrating right figuring out who is going to be so I'm just going to take the like, most expensive guy in Evans I, I know this is another sheet but like is there even any reason to keep a candle on for OJ Howard at this point? Man, um, it's hard. I mean. The, the, Maybe you try to trade him for anything you can get, um, you know, as opposed to just dropping him for another tight end. But he's just not—he's not doing it. Um, that you know, what are you what are you holding out for? Um, I think I think it's time to move on, and I haven't moved on in my teams, but I think I'm about to. Adam Thielen caught seven of eight targets for 130 yards and two touchdowns in the Vikings' is a Week Five win over the Giants. This one's a no shit. I mean, I was all over Thielen this week. I, I didn't understand why people weren't. Um, you know, it, it, this was one where I, I popped it into Stat Explorer. You look at what um, wide receivers have done against the Giants, and they've they've killed them. Um, and then I guess the idea was um, maybe it would be an easy game, and Dalvin Cook would take all the volume, or and Diggs would get more attention because he's been uh you know whining about not getting the ball uh which does happen sometimes but he also i mean he just wasn't showing up to practice is they they weren't happy with him um he's a great player um i, I he had a great matchup this week i think he's going to continue to do well he'll probably continue to have bad weeks um because because of the script because the offense is built to run but uh i, I like this guy you stick with him Cooper Cup caught 9 of 17 targets for 117 yards and a touchdown in the Rams' Week 5 loss to the Seahawks. I'm going no shit again. Um, he's he's like the safety blanket for Goff. Um, he, uh, he's going to keep getting that volume. He has an amazing floor. He's got a nice ceiling because, uh, you know, all he needs is the touchdown or he could have multiple touchdowns. When you're getting that kind of volume, 
um, they can come, even if you're not a big play threat. Um, this is he's turned into a, a really great fantasy asset. Sony Michelle compiled 91 yards in a touchdown and 16 carries, and he added three catches for 32 yards on three targets in New England's Week 5 win over Washington. This is a shit note for me. I, I'm not a Sony Michelle fan. I think uh, the Patriots are... They're always favorites, but I mean, this was, you know, your cake matchup against Washington and uh, Burkhead was out with an injury. Uh, I don't believe that Michelle is going to be involved in the passing game um, going forward. I think he just had a good week. Allen Robinson caught seven of eight targets for 97 yards and two touchdowns in the Bears' week five loss to the Raiders. Uh, he's a shit note for me. Uh, I I don't believe in this passing game. I'm... I think he, you know, he's a talented guy, but again, it was a pretty good matchup. He hasn't done much of anything since week one, and week one wasn't even as good as um, people acted like it was at the time. You know, I remember the first game, it was the first game of the year, and people were talking about how Allen Robinson is so great and how is everybody sleeping on him. And then, uh, you know, the next three games, he does very little. Um, you know, I'm happy that informed that he had a nice week this week, but I'm not counting on it. Evan Ingram caught six of 11 targets for 42 yards in the Giants' Week Five loss to the Vikings. Oh, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. No shit or shit, no to here, uh, because that's not a great, you know, finishing line. But he got 11 targets, um, so I'd say no shit that he's getting a lot of volume. I mean, I think. He, I think he's probably their best receiver. I really like Golden Tate. He's back, and that's going to cut into the volume. Um, but he's, uh, you know, he he's a great hold if you have him. Uh, maybe with Tate back, you wait and see uh, what the volume's going to be like before going trying to trade for him. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like the 11 targets, that's that's definitely a no shit. I'm with you that he's like their best wide receiver. And I was just looking over, um, you know, on the Evan Ingram page on the NFL Stat Explorer. It looks like they face New England, and then they've got he's got two very juicy matchups in Arizona and Detroit coming up. Um, I just want to get your thoughts. It looks like uh, you know the 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 schedule says that Minnesota seems to be a, a pretty uh, a little better than neutral matchup for tight ends, and I wonder if that's just being skewed by that one massive Darren Waller game. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Um... You know, if you look at their last five games, I mean, like you said, Waller had a really good game. I mean, Green Bay didn't. Um, they're not. Uh, I don't know. Jimmy Graham is just kind of up and down. Uh, I mean, but Hooper was able to produce against them. Um, Chicago doesn't have much of a tight end. So I, it's it's kind of hard to draw a conclusion um, based on what they've done or, uh, you know, what's happened this year. I I think probably neutral matchup is a reasonable uh, assumption for them. Yeah, and I mean, tight ends is such a wasteland that it doesn't really matter. Just get the guy getting all the volume and you'll be fine more often right. than not, right? Lamar Jackson completed 19 of 28 passes for 161 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions in Ravens' week five overtime win over the Steelers. This is uh, shit no in terms of being worried about Lamar Jackson. That's not going to be his line uh, most weeks. I mean, it's Ravens against the Steelers. Uh, you, it would, this was a lock to be a three-point game, um, and it was a three-point game that went into overtime. That's just how it works with these two teams. Um, you know, I, I, I think maybe in the last couple of years you had a couple of games that went differently, but um, this is a, it's a tough game. He'll bounce back. I'm not worried about him. 
Become a Rotoviz Patreon and gain exclusive access to the Rotoviz Radio Slack, where you can ask questions and gain league-winning advice from many of the podcasts and writing team. Uh, Patronships start at just $6 per month. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners. Sign up at patreon.com slash rotovizradio. Uh, we want to remind everyone, you can get a listeners-only 10% discount to a Rotoviz NFL Pass with the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our premium NFL content, and it helps support the pod. Uh, plus, for a limited time only, we are offering a two-year Rotoviz Radio NFL sub, which includes a 10% discount and complimentary access to the aforementioned Rotoviz Radio Patreon and the uh, Slack channel for the, 20, for the 2019 season. Get 10% off a two-year subscription and enjoy unlimited access to the Rotoviz Slack channel uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, all you have to do is head over to rotaviz.com slash podcast and sign up via the two-year RV radio subscription, and we will email you Slack access details within 48 hours. Once again, that's rotaviz.com slash podcast. Um, will Fuller uh, caught 14 of 16 targets for 217 yards and three touchdowns in the Texans' Week 5 win over the Falcons. Mike, uh, Will Fuller just had this massive breakout game, and he had twice as many targets as, uh, as DeAndre Hopkins. You know, we shouldn't really expect uh, Fuller continues to double Hopkins in targets going forward. But, uh, you know, what are your expectations for Fuller? And when do you think we'll be treated to a DeAndre Hopkins breakout game? Uh, yeah, so Fuller is a guy that... Um... He was one of these buy low guys. I mean, if you looked at his um, expected points, you looked at his air yards, um, he's been involved and he just hasn't been scoring, hasn't been connecting on the big plays. And and he was due. We were all just waiting for it. And it happened today in a big way. Um, I think that's going to kind of be the story for him. Um, you know, you, you're not always going to know when it's going to happen. It was a nice matchup this week. So, you know, it was a good time to, um, you know, if you're going to take shots on him, to do it. Uh, but I don't think he's suddenly, you know, the, the Texans wide receiver one or anything like that. Um, I do think, uh, you know, we might just be one week away from the DeAndre Hopkins explosion. Uh, they have Kansas City next week, and uh, that's, you know, you know, there are going to be points in that game. I don't think. Um, I, I don't think Kansas City has somebody who can contain that guy. Um, you know, that doesn't mean Fuller's going to have a bad game. They could both be good. But I think there's a chance that um, Hopkins just really dominates that game, uh, whether they win or not. I, I'm with you. I think there's going to be hopefully enough plays run in that game that, you know, it just doesn't matter. Uh, and part of it is, like, uh, I just want to get your thoughts on this. Like, The Texans' is passing offense, I mean, really the offense in general, has been broken for the first four weeks. And it seems like, um, why would they try anything that's, you know, why would they go away from something that's broken? They really needed anything to go right for them. And if it, if that's just basically, you know, Watson throwing the ball, you know, to Fuller the entire time, why not? I mean, if, if, if the Falcons' defense decided they want to reduce Nuke and dare Fuller to beat him, well, they, they went ahead with that and they got what they were looking for. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I expect that. I ex- I'm not worried about Hopkins. I think he's just too talented. I think Watson, you know, is a good quarterback. It's just going to, it's going to click. Um, and they've, they've had a, you know, kind of a tough schedule so far. Um, you know, if you look at the strength schedule um, app, they, you know, they, it's all been negative matchups until this week. Um, they don't have the best schedule going forward, which is a little bit of concern, but um, I do think it's a get right week for, uh, for Hopkins next week. And um uh, you know, he sh- he should take back that wide receiver one kind of mantle. 
Yeah, and I was actually just looking over on like his uh, you know career detail page and his fantasy stats, just flipping between the two, just because it's kind of impressive uh, the how widely he's underperforming his volume. Uh, I mean, not necessarily underperforming his volume, but how widely he's underperforming relative to where he was historically. Um, right. I mean, like right now, as far as his efficiency goes, he's pretty much right on top of like producing exactly where you'd expect him to be producing. So, you know, again, like you said, the boom weeks are coming. I've got absolutely... I'm actually looking forward to it now that you brought up that KC game. Um, and then, you know, this guy who's been completely smashing the league this year is Christian McCaffrey, who rushed 19 times for 176 yards and two touchdowns in the Panthers' Week 5 win over the Jags. Uh, he also added six catches on nine targets for 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, I mean, this is uh, McCaffrey is the focal point of this offense, and, uh, you know, he continues to rack up this otherworldly fantasy production. Uh, do you think McCaffrey, outside of getting hurt, you know, will hit, will hit a snag this season? Um, and, you know, and because they're funneling the entire offense through him, are either Curtis Samuel or DJ Moore going to be viable fantasy plays uh, this year? I think Samuel and Moore are, um, they're both, they should be starters uh, for fantasy probably every week unless you're in a super shallow league. Um and they'll probably have some boom weeks. I mean, either either one of them is capable of breaking big plays, whether it's a deep ball to Samuel or, um, you know, some yak from DJ Moore. But I, McCaffrey is um, – I, mean, I, I, I put this out on Twitter during the preseason. You know, if you were designing the perfect fantasy running back, everything on your checklist would apply to Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he um, he has nobody behind him. Uh, that's a threat uh, in terms of running back um, uh, carries or anything like that. He's involved in the passing game. The The team he's on um, is good enough to, uh, you know, the offense, there's enough talent on the offense to stay in games, but they're not a good enough team to blow people out um, all the time. He's going to, and he's pretty script proof anyway. Uh, he was my number one pick all year over um Barkley in redraft and um feeling pretty good about that I mean it's just unless he gets hurt and he I think he might have had a minor injury toward the end of the game today I I need to follow up on what exactly happened there but um I don't see any reason for him to slow down I mean if they're if they're getting beat he's catching passes if they're ahead he's basically the only guy there to carry the ball and run out the clock um He's he's number one rest of the way um, overall every position for me. I would not trade him for anyone straight up. I'm actually kind of excited that you brought that up about Christian McCaffrey. I mean, for me, I thought you know the top two uh, during draft season it was like I had CMC one, then Saquon two. But you could argue to you know I mean really just because of the, the value of the workload for both of those guys. And then it was a you know pretty steepish drop. I mean, it wasn't a steepish drop. Then I had Zeke, and then it was like uh, you know a steepish drop. I mean. My biggest concern here is just how much they're using him. I really, like, uh, you know, I, I'm genuinely just kind of concerned uh, just because of how many touches he's getting. But the guy, like you said, man, he seems to be a perfect, like, um, fantasy back. But on top of that, he seems to be a perfect back for, like, the NFL that we're currently in. I mean, you remember the old narratives of how he's too small to run between the tackles? Right. Uh, yeah, the, the, those takes aged um, pretty well. Uh out of curiosity, you know, I mean, hopefully Cam Newton's taking time to get right. Like, you know, like you said, like Kyle Allen's been a pretty serviceable backup. But do you think that like McCaffrey might lose some of those those rushing TDs when when Cam returns or no no real concern or no 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 cause for concern? I mean, I think if you just if you're talking about 
with Kyle Allen versus with Cam Newton, you have to bump down your expectation a small amount for his rushing touchdowns. But I think the reality is Cam hasn't been that kind of presence um, for a little while now in terms of the running game and the, uh, you know, the short yardage carries. I mean, he's, he still does it, but it's not to the degree he did. And, um, the, you know, they, they talked about over the summer, you know, get, giving some of the goal line work to um, – the other running backers to someone else. I, I couldn't figure out who they were talking about um, for Christian McCaffrey, but he's, I don't, I, they can't take him off the field. They can't afford to. Uh, so really the question is, like you said, he's getting so much work, so much volume. Um, is that going to, you know, lead to an injury or, you know, wear him down in some way? And I think that's really the only thing that can stop him. And, you know, if that's your concern that your your guy is getting the ball too much, um, I'm you know that's that's okay with me. <laughs> you know, as far as problems go with a fantasy player, I'll take that one. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I I do think that I don't, and I, and, I, and I'm with you about like Cam just not being utilized that way that much anymore. And it's been a while since we've seen him because like it seems to be one of those more prevalent images that's in, burned into your mind's eye. Um, because, you know, we remember him always rushing into, like, the end zone, scoring a touchdown and doing the Superman dance. Um, but, but you know, I mean, I'm with you. Like, with, with Curtis Samuel and with um, DJ Moore, I'm just, I, I just have to keep firing him up. Like, like today, Moore just almost took that one to the house. He had that massive game, uh, that, that massive, massive uh, catch and run. And then, uh, and that's pretty much just the way it's going to be, I guess. Uh, Jerry is right. But I did want to ask. Greg Olson's kind of been a pleasant surprise, you know, like, do you think uh, Olson's still a, vi- like, do you think he's a plug and play kind of tight end or is he more of a guy who you're looking to waver away if assuming that there's uh, better matchups to look at? Uh, well, it was certainly disappointing to have him this week, but um, no, I think, I, I think he should just be an every week starter at this point. Um, I think it's fair to expect him to keep getting enough volume um, you know, they're like, like I mentioned earlier, their defense isn't good enough to, um, just create game script where they don't have to throw. And, um, Olsen's a super reliable player. Um, I don't think he's going to, you know, consistently break games open, but as far as tight end goes, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough position, uh, in terms of finding weekly production there, you know, you're only a handful of guys you can really count on. And, um, you know, this week notwithstanding, he's he's been one of those. Uh, but I don't see any reason to go away from him. That will do it for this edition of the Fantasy Football Report. Special thanks once again to our guest, Mike Beers. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Beerswater. Please remember to rate and review the Road of His Radio channel on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our Patreon. For Blair Andrews, I'm Hassan Rahim. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Report. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at rotovizradio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. 
legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history, relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.